the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, we shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel, Defender of Zion. Shalom. Remember last week when I asked how would you respond to people who you disagree with, who are uh, not acting very nice, who don't support biblical values and persecute you, um, protesters, people who uh, just don't see our country the same way you do? Well, we're still working on that, right? So... We're talking about putting God first before responding. And so, before we begin, let's pray. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father, our King. Oh Lord, it is so difficult for us to apply your word on our mouth and on our behavior. And so we ask, Lord, that you would Give us a great anointing because we want to worship you and be a disciple of yours and honor you and bring you glory. But Lord, we need help. So pour out your Holy Spirit, your anointing, your your spirit upon us that we could truly do the things that we desire to do, which are your desire. Lord, we bless you, we praise you, we worship you, and give you all the glory. In the name of Yeshua, amen. couple thoughts before we begin. Passover is coming up soon, and if you want to Passover Seder, uh, we're just asking you to call our office, whether it's for your church, for your Bible study, or for your home with your family and friends. Uh, this year, our congregation is doing home f- seders, no large ones, right? <laughs> so uh, call us. We'll get you out a packet, help you out. Uh, it's great for Christians. It's great for non-believers, pre-believing Jews. It's great for everybody because we witness God's faithfulness in Passover. So call us at 813-831-5673. That would be fantastic. And, you know, each year I make a 50-day devotional called Counting the Omer. And this year I have actually finished it somewhat early. So we can start sending out these Counting the Omers next week. If you would like the actual book, um, then please call our office. Let me mention that we'd like you to uh, pay $3 for each book. But if you don't have the money or you buy 
like 10 or 20 of them. We'll be happy to either discount them or give them to you free. They'll also be uh, available on our website and a number of other places that you will see them, uh, even on Facebook. So, um, but a lot of people just like that hard copy. And and there's a reason for that. Uh, so there's some extra pages that you won't see on on Facebook, but certainly you will see it on the website. Call our office, 813-831-5673. Don't forget, if you'd like to help support our radio ministry, um, please send us um, a monthly pledge or just a one-time gift. We'd love it. Thank you very much. We we need all the help we can get, right? And um, don't forget to visit us on Friday nights and Saturdays. Um, we have four congregations, one of them in Spanish. So check us out at Shoresh, S-H-O-R-E-S-H, david.org. Um, please bring believing uh, or pre-believing people. We, we just love visitors. Uh, let's continue with our topic from last week. As I mentioned to you last week, bad things happen when people, good people say nothing. And yet, if you respond, often your opinions, often you're cut off from friendships and even family members. So I believe there are four things we should keep in mind. Number one, we must be people of prayer. God will not know what to do. I'm sorry, we will not know. Did I say God? No. God knows what to do. We will not know what to do nor how to do it without hearing from and depending on God. We must seek God first. Secondly, we must be civil. We are a reflection of Yeshua, the light of the world. We must follow biblical values. Three, we must not be silent. We must represent biblical values to a dark and dying world. And four, we must find ways to be involved. We must be people of action, not just talk. So last week, we were talking about this first one, which is uh, seeking God first. And I really believe that this is the key, because when you are seeking God and you sense him all around you, you just behave differently. So before Yeshua went throughout the land and healed people and performed amazing miracles, he humbled himself by being immersed by John. And we see this in Matthew 3.15. John, who also was expressing his humility by not wanting to immerse Yeshua, Yeshua said, let it happen now in this way. It is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. So John yielded to him. In other words, this is God's way. We must trust in it. It's got to be God first. It might not line up with our own understanding. It might not line up with our own feelings. But when God shows us his way, that's the way to go. And after being immersed, Yeshua rose up out of the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Ruach Elohim, which is the Holy Spirit, descending like a dove and coming upon him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. 
with him I am well pleased. Then we read in chapter 4 that Yeshua was led by the Ruach into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. I bet he was. (laughs) He didn't start his ministry until after he was immersed. His father's will came first. Yeshua was led by the Ruach, not forced by the Ruach. He obeyed God, moving within him. And after his test of temptation and praying and fasting for 40 days, then he was ready. God was first. How do you make God first a reality? Make prayer the cornerstone of your life with the Lord. Ask God to help you put him first. Pray scripture. Get God's word in you so that it's his word that's doing the heavy lifting, not yours. There is power in God's word. Plus, how will you know how to follow God if you don't know God's word? Start with the simplest of scriptures. Now, I've said this many times. The simplest scripture, which we're about to do, I believe, is the hardest scripture to do. (laughs) It's the easiest to say. Proverbs, you know it, 3, 5, and 6. Trust and not an eye with all your heart. So, I mean, that's all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Okay, not your own common sense, right? In all your ways, acknowledge him. So in everything you do, you acknowledge him. So we trust him, we lean not on our own understanding, and we acknowledge him in everything. That is hard to do. Then he will make your path straight. God first, I believe, requires an intentional intensity with the Lord. I honestly don't know how to get someone who says to me, yes, I agree with you, to say, yes, I will do something. You know, lots of people say they will do something, but often they're not reliable and they don't do it. I love it when after a message at synagogue, someone comes up to me and says, that was a great message. Then I see them the next week, and it looks like nothing has changed in their life. Okay, so I was a little sarcastic there. It's my New York coming out in me, right? But honestly, if you're spending that intentional, intense time with the Lord, he is going to be speaking to you. What burdens has he put in your heart? And have you been following through with what he has shown you to do? I had a quote in my Counting the Omer booklet that really touched me concerning prayer and putting God first. It says it's by R.A. Torrey. I'm not familiar with him, but this is what he said. The reason why many fail in battle is because they wait until the hour of battle. The reason why others succeed is because they have gained their victory on their knees long before the battle came. Anticipate your battles, fight them on your knees before temptation comes, and you will always have victory. Oh, I love that. I do. You know, after my 21 days of prayer and fasting, my prayer life had more intentional intensity. 
my faith level rose, my focus on the Lord rose, my expectation in many areas rose, and, and much more, and I just have felt changed. Does that mean prior I was a poor, wretched believer? No, but I'm sensing that I am revived, and I, in a, uh, you know, I, am I in a full revival? Honestly, not. However, I have more energy. I'm hearing from God more. I feel I have a greater purpose, more confidence to go in, uh, go after that purpose. And and really, I'm I just sense that I can be in the presence of the Lord. You know, some of you are waiting for God to touch you so that you'll be revived. However, He doesn't necessarily touch you first, and then you're revived. Many of the times, we make God first. And then he touches us and revives us. Matthew six thirty three, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. That's a great prayer uh, or scripture to pray. You know, do you believe this verse means what it says? Um, it's a simple verse, another simple verse, right? God almost always requires our participation in what he is doing. It's no difficult, uh, different in revival. So one of the scriptures that we all know is Second Chronicles 7.14. It starts out with four things that we are to do, and then it talks about three things that God will do. So in second, uh, it says this, When my people, over whom my name is called, okay, number one, humble themselves, number two, pray, number three, seek my face, And number four, turn from their evil ways. Okay, now what will God do? Then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. In the Hebrew, seek my face refers to seeking God's presence. We see in this verse that there are a few things that God is telling us to do before he will heal our land. And he's speaking to his believers who are called in his name. So this is not the non-believers. This is you and me, right? Humble ourselves, pray, seek his face, turn from evil ways. You must be asking, what does this have to do with responding to people? Seeking God first has everything to do with how we respond. If God is truly, truly first in our lives, if everything is about him, then the other keys to how to respond to people will fall into place. Psalm 105.4 says, Seek out an eye and a strength. Seek his face always. Seek is an action word. It requires us to do the work of finding. We are seeking to be in the presence of his holiness. We know that being in his presence will rub off on us. And so our responses will change not because we've decided they should change, but because God's word is so strong that when we get certain words of his in our spirit, he pushes away the garbage and and we change. He changes us. He transforms us. So let's look at some scriptures about seeking the Lord that you could pray. A great example would be in James 8, where it says, draw near. James, I believe it's 4-8. Draw near, or is it 1-8? Well, 
you'll have to look it up. The verse is eight, but I'm not sure the chapter. Uh, Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So seeking after the Lord also requires us to be clean. And so we should clean up ourselves, right? But what a great verse to focus on, drawing near to God, and he will draw near to you. Psalm 24, who may go up on the mountain uh, of Adonai, who may stand in his holy place, one with clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted his soul in vain nor sworn deceitfully. He will receive a blessing from Adonai, righteousness from God, his salvation. Such is his generation, such is the generation seeking him, seeking your face, even Jacob. Another great verse is Psalm 63. I love this one. Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I look for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Since your loving kindness is better than life, my lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live. In your name, I lift up my hands. Look, seeking God, knowing God, praising God, thanking God, worshiping God, when you, be, when you are filled with the Spirit of God, your responses will be godly. How's that? Work for you? So it doesn't mean you have to say, oh, I'm going to respond well. No, just be filled with God's Word and you will respond well. Proverbs eight seventeen. I love those who love me. Those who earnestly seek me, find me. First Chronicles 16.11, seek Adonai and his strength, seek his face always. Deuteronomy 4.29, but from there you will seek Adonai your God and you will find him when you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. Jeremiah 29.13, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. See, there's so many of these scriptures about seeking God because that is what God wants you to do because he knows that your victory is in him. Psalm 14, 2, Adonai looked down from the heaven on the children of men to see if there are any who understand who seek after God. See, he's looking. Proverbs 19.11, those who know your name trust you, for you, Adonai, never have forsaken those who seek you. You see all these promises that God gives us? It's amazing. We're talking about how to respond to persecution, rudeness, anti-Semitism, or people who just disagree. But if you seek God first, and you're filled with his spirit, you will be civil. Not because you want to be civil, because that's going to be what's in you. Like it or not, God has a purpose and a calling for each one of us. He said it to Israel in Exodus 19.6. So as for you, you will be to me a kingdom of koanim, priests, and a holy nation. 
So if we're going to be a holy nation, let's be a holy nation. We have to seek God. As believers in Yeshua, God says similar words to all believers in 1 Peter 2.9. You know it. You're a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the praises of the one who called you out of darkness into a marvelous light. See, by be- that's civility, to, to, to be able to proclaim the praises of God. Do you hear? This is the requirement, civility. You are a holy nation, royal priesthood, God's own possession. Darkness, he's called us out of that to be holy. If our speech is not civil, how can we be seen as God intended us to be, which is a light in darkness? Civil means courteous and polite. Civility means formal politeness and courtesy in behavior and speech. Who models civility for us and for our children? Almost everything we see in TV and movies and read about are are the opposite of civility. Certainly, our politicians don't show civility. In 2 Corinthians 5.18, we're told that we we have the ministry of reconciliation. How can you reconcile and not be civil? We're given specific instructions as believers for both Jew and Gentile. In Colossians 3.5, therefore, put to death what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desire, and greed, for that is idolatry. Because of such things, God's wrath is coming upon the sons of disobedience. At one time, you also walked in these ways, but you used to live in these ways. But now set them aside, anger, rage, malice, slander, foul language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another. After all, you have taken off the old self with its practices and have on the new self that is being renewed in knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. We're in his image. We have to be civil. Here, there is no longer Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, Barbarian, savage, slave, and free, but Messiah is all and in all. This message is for all of us. The message is that we're going to be different from the world. We are going to be civil in all situations because God commanded us to be a light, and we can do this because God's word is in us. Yeshua requires this civility. Let's be practical. The next time you're ready to show anger or use foul language, you are going against God's will. I can't get more forceful than to use the words of Yeshua in Matthew 12, 36. But I tell you that on the day of judgment, men will give account for every careless word they speak. So how are we going to respond? Well, that's the end of our program today, but Passover is coming up once again. We'd just love for you to uh, have a Passover Seder, so we want to help you. We can do it for you, or you can do it yourselves. We'll instruct you. We'll give you what you need in order to do it well. Uh, just call our office, 813-831-5673. Um, and each year, I make this 50-day devotional. 
uh, Counting the Omer. We're going to be talking about revival in this devotional, but we're it's it's going to be a little different than some of our others because we're going to have these neat prayers in the beginning. So uh, it's going to be it's it's about fifty six pages long since it's a fifty day devotional, and it's three dollars each. But if you don't have it, we'll give it to you free. Look, it's a great gift to give to your kids, to give to your neighbors, to your friends, to your co-workers. So please call and order them, 813-831-5673. Well, Lord, we pray in the name of Yeshua for a great spring of appointed times. You are our God. We love you with all our heart, soul, and mind. And I pray for all those who hear my voice, that their first priority would be to grow in their desire to have a heart like Messiah. Oh, Lord, we pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.